Company. This is James with Onyx Gems. We are back with another episode. Um, today we're going to talk about investment vehicles and or investment opportunities. If this is your first time here, welcome. Um, please subscribe, share with your friends. I hope you get something out of today's podcast. If you're a returning subscriber, thanks for coming back. Um, hope you get something out of it too. Please share with your friends, your family, your co-workers, everybody or anybody who you feel like would benefit from this podcast. Um, we'll be back in a second after a word from our sponsor. So today we're going to talk about um, investment vehicles um, or ways or places that you can uh, place your money uh, with the anticipation of a return on your investment um, for little to no work, um, basically. Um, first thing we're going to talk about are some commonly known uh, investments or uh, investment vehicles, and then we'll talk about some alternative investments uh, that many or some may not know about. Uh, first one, of course, everybody knows about this, stocks. Um, a stock is a share which entitles the holder to a fixed dividend. Um, so let's say, for instance, um, you have $1,000, 500 bucks, let's just say $1,000 for um, demonstration's sake. Um, and you want to invest in Amazon. Um, now I'm not sure what the price of an Amazon stock is, but let's just say it's about $3,000. Um, what you would do is you'd take that $1,000 and you'd find um, a website or um, a third party that you would basically send that money to and say, hey, I want... Um, a, a stock or a share of Amazon. Um, some of those apps would include uh, Robinhood. Robinhood is one of the more known um, apps where you can invest that money uh, yourself. Um, so you sign up for a Robinhood account, you invest that thousand dollars. Well, you don't fully own one share of Amazon because you only invested one thousand dollars and a full share costs you about three thousand. So that means you own a third of a share. So that means in the event of uh, an increase of stock, um, if that Amazon stock price moves to 3200 you know, um, you still get the same share amount. Um, that's an increase of $200. So your $1,000 would be worth $1,200 at that point in time because the stock increased $200. Um, but of course, the more money um, that you invest into uh, the stock, the more money or the more dividends that you can actually see out. Um, so um, basically, that's, that's, that's how a stock works. You put it in, um, you... Uh, kind of study the markets as their market evolves, so does yours. As they make money, so do you. But the risk is if this particular company loses money, so do you. Um, 
And I often tell people who want to get into stocks that stocks is a long game. It's not a uh, really a get rich quick kind of thing. Um, it's um, really kind of fixed. You know, you may see um, average returns be around, you know, 10 to 13 percent return on your money every year. So if you invest a thousand dollars in a mixed portfolio, you can expect to see about a 10 percent return on your money every year. That's about a hundred dollars of of you know dividend return every year and don't forget that that dividend income is also taxable so you will have to pay um, taxes off of those capital gains Um, so there's that Um, the next one I want to talk about is bonds and I'm not gonna really harp on um, not gonna really harp on one particular investment for too long as we have quite a few to go over Um, the next one um, that we're gonna look at is bonds the bonds is an instrument of indebtedness of the bond issuer to the holders. So it's kind of like a stock, um, but you're investing directly with a particular company um, and not through the New York Stock Exchange or the um, S&P 500, for instance. Um, you're generally investing directly with this company. Um Common bonds are municipal bonds, which are bonds that are issued by a local government or territory to finance public projects such as roads or schools or airports, um, anything that is used to service the general public. Um, And you also have corporate bonds. Corporate bonds are issued by corporations to finance ongoing operations, expansions, Um, and or business acquisitions. Um, Those uh, typically can be uh, purchased in in mutual funds or um, private investment uh, firms. Um, It's basically you're issuing a loan to the company or to the government. Um, There are federal bonds, there are local bonds, municipal bonds as well. All right. Um, next one I want to talk about is a CD. CD stands for Certificate of Deposit. Um, it's basically a time deposit issued by banks. You put money into an account for a certain amount of time and you gain interest either annually or um, daily or monthly based on the amount of money that you put into that particular account. Um, that money gains interest in an interest-bearing account for a period of time. No work is needed. Generally, the interest rate is fixed, and there is absolutely no risk as, of course, those banks are generally insured by um, FDIC. Okay. Uh, next, we want to talk about the 401 and IRA. Um, IRA meaning individual retirement account. All right, that's a work or self-contributed account where investments from various forms can take the place um, can take place by a representative of the com- company in which the money is placed. Um, this is kind of like um, referring back to the stocks. Um, generally, with a 401k, you're putting into a specific investment account or IRA, you're putting into a specific investment account. And a representative from that company basically invests your money on your behalf with the intention of making um, 
returns or, or, or getting um, uh, dividends off the money that you put into those particular accounts. Um, same way stocks work is kind of like how this does. Um, of course, you can go with a conservative or an aggressive um, investment method. Of course, if you go with a conservative investment method, that means that your returns will be less. You know, you kind of plan it safe. If you go with an aggressive, you can win big, but you can also lose big as well um, if those aggressive investments do not work for you. Um, in the same light as stocks, you can make money um, basically by just investing, but you can also lose money. Okay. Um, so next, I'm going to talk about um, high yield savings accounts. Um, high yield savings accounts are it, it really is just what it says. It's a savings account. This, these are things that you can open up at various banking institutions, um, and they give you a rate of return that is higher than what you would normally get at your local bank or credit union, for instance. Um, a lot of bank, banks and credit unions do have interest-bearing uh, savings account, but the interest rates are very, very low. Sometimes they're 0.01%, 0.02%, you know, um, so you really don't see a big return or, a, you know, any real dividends off of the money that you put in, you know, just a regular savings account. Um, high yield savings accounts um, generally with the major institutions top out around 0.50% uh, um, at the larger institutions. Um, there are other alternative uh, fintech companies that have higher rates. Um, this is a zero risk kind of investment as you're investing or putting money into a bank and they're also insured by the FDIC. Um, another common way of investing is real estate. Um, I saw a quote that says land is the only thing that doesn't lose its value and only appreciates in value, but hardly ever depreciates. Um, this is one of the uh, for sure fire ways to kind of put money into something. And if you're managing that correctly, you will definitely see a return on your investment. Um, one of the common ways of investing in real estate, of course, and I know all of you that watch HG, HGTV, you know, you see the buying and flipping shows all of the time. Um, that's one of the more common. You know, you buy a house for 50000 you put 20000 into it, and you sell it for $140,000, and you basically made your investment back, um, and you made $70,000 on top of your investment. Um, those shows are sometimes accurate, but a lot of times they are highly inaccurate as um, investing in real estate to buy and flip is often a lot harder um, than just saying, I'm just going to go buy and flip a property. It's very hard to get um, financing for buy and flips as, you know, banks see these as high risks. Um, because there are a lot of things that are unseen, a lot of things that are unknown. So um, a lot of people end up going through hard money lenders or try to crowdfund or, or find alternative ways to uh, gather capital to invest in these particular um, 
these particular real estate deals. Um, I, I refer to these as quick money because it's really you're putting money in, you know, in a couple of months, you're renovating it and you're selling it in a couple of months, you know. So generally six, a six to eight month turnaround, if that long from buying and flipping. Um, the other option, of course, is buying and renting it out. Um, that's the long money deal. Um, because it takes you a lot longer to see your investment or break even, um, if you will. This is the, the process of buying a home, finding a renter, and acting as a landlord. And you receive rents um, or lease payments every month. Um, like I said, this is the long game because it takes a lot longer for you to see your investment back. Okay. Um, now I want to move into um, alternative investment strategies because the, the ones that we talked about are very, very traditional. They're very, very known. Um, so I'm going to move into alternative investment strategies. Um, first one is private equity. Um, private equity is, is basically investing in companies that are not listed on the uh, New York Stock Exchange or the um, S&P 500. Um, these would be venture capital firms. Um, these would be fintech companies. Um, there are a lot of companies out there that are coming up with innovative products um, and banks simply won't finance them because the banks don't see the value in the product. Um, so what they do is they reach out to someone like you and I and say, hey, this is we have this product or um, we really believe in it. This is how we feel like it can help. You know, if you invest, you know, we'll offer you um, a discount on the product and we'll give you X amount of dollars return on your investment, blah, blah, blah. Um, see it often, see it all the time. Um, that's what is known as investing in private equity. Um, a lot of times, even companies that are already existing, um, they need growth capital. They need expansion capital that they can't otherwise um, obtain from a traditional uh, bank. So uh, they come to someone like you and I and say, hey, we're trying to expand to this city, this city. Here are our, um, our returns from business in our home city. And we're trying to move into a city that's 500 miles away. Um, and we are projecting that we can do the same numbers. If you help us do this, you know, we'll promise you this or we'll give you this particular return on your investment. All of that good stuff. Um, next, we're going to talk about commodities. Um, commodities are real assets, um, but mostly natural resources. This would be agricultural products, oils, uh, natural gas and precious and industrial metals. I know where I live um, close to. Uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, I see this all the time. There are recycling companies here. Um, there are plenty of people that will come and pick up your old stove or old refrigerator or old air conditioner. Um, not just as a, you know, hey, I really want to help you out, but they're really turning um, your junk into money. Um, for instance, um, air conditioners. Um, the, the fins, the coils um, are made of copper and aluminum. You know, these are metals that are valuable. Um, and the rates do change, uh, as, I guess, as far as per pound. 
of aluminum or copper that you have, but all they do is they pick up your product, they strip those metals out of the things that you deem trash because they're no longer working, and they sell. They sell, sell, sell. Yeah, you're getting rid of something that you can no longer use, but it is something that they can use, okay? Um, next, we're going to talk about crowdfunding. We kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. Um, but crowdfunding is basically someone come to, coming to you um, with an idea, with a vision. Um, I see this often with real estate. You know, someone doesn't have the capital to buy the property or buy the land that they want to do to start their project. So they crowdfund, they ask, you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of people, you know, to invest in this particular opportunity with the promise of giving them a return on their investment. Crowdfunding is simple as that. Um, one that is really kind of controversial in the investment community um, is cryptocurrency. Um, I talked about this in, in the uh, first podcast. If you didn't listen to that first podcast, go ahead. And after you listen to this one, go ahead and listen to the, the, the first podcast that we had um, on financial literacy. Had some really, really good information in there. Um, but Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin started off, you know, costing about, you know, between five and fifteen dollars of one coin. Um, and you transition to today and one coin is worth about thirty two thousand um, dollars. Last I checked um, my um, Robin Hood and cash app this morning. Um, it looks like it's about thirty two thousand dollars. And I was reading an article. Um, I read several articles on on financial products, you know, on a weekly basis. Um, and there are so many different views and different opinions. One um, said that uh, Bitcoin is literally the digital gold and they're projecting it to reach um, $134,000 um, per coin. Um, there are articles that says, yeah, this is a bust. It's going to it's going to tank again. You know, it's going to fail. So they, they, it's, it's very, very controversial. You have people who believe in traditional form of investment that, you know, really debunk the value of Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Um, but it is something that you can invest in. For instance, if you would have invested $500 in Bitcoin back when it was $10 per share, you know, you would have basically 50 shares of, um, you would have 50 shares of Bitcoin, that same $500, would basically be worth, uh, I want to say, anywhere from 150 to, um, yeah, 150,000 to 200,000 dollars from a 500 dollar investment, um, and that would be in about 10 years, you know, um, and you really didn't have to do anything; you just had to let your money sit there, um, kind of like stocks, but you know, stocks on steroids, if you would. Um, there are other um, cryptocurrencies out there that are nowhere as close to common as um, Bitcoin. Um, so I guess it's uh, up to you to decide which one you want to invest in or if you want to go get Bitcoin and you want to ride the wave. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Um, next, we're going to talk about tax liens. Um, tax lien or investing in tax lien is tax liens um, is the um the process of searching county records state records and seeing um if there are any real estate or um auto liens that are delinquent 
past due. Um, at that point in time, you can evaluate the property um, that is in question. You can say, hey, I'm going to pay the tax lien on this property. Um, then you become the owner in question um, at that particular point in time because you paid the tax lien. Um, the current owner then has to reach out to you to satisfy that debt that they once owed that you paid. Um, statute of limitations and of course the procedures for each state is a little bit different. I know here in Louisiana, if I pay a tax lien on, on a home, um, let's say it's $1,000, $1,500, um, that particular homeowner has two years um, to pay me that $1,500 plus whatever interest rate I charge for paying that tax fee or tax bill, if they haven't paid me in two years, then I can legally go in and evict the homeowner um, and take over that property because then that property will be mine and all I had to pay was the tax lien or the past due on that property. Um, a lot of people don't know about it. Um, it's not really um, a game that people really want to play um, because it's the long game. You put $1,500 in, you don't really see it unless that particular homeowner just says, you know what, I want to I don't want to lose my home to another individual or to the state, so I'm just going to go ahead and pay this bill with interest and go ahead and get it out of the way. You make interest on your money, and that is your income. Um, if it's not paid, then you get a house or you get a car or you get whatever property is in question um, that you're paying that tax lien on. Um, another thing, very uncommon form of, of investing is um, buying storage units. Um, I know on, um, I think the network is A&E, um, there's a show called Storage Wars where you basically um, go to storage auctions and you bid on lockers. You don't know what's in it. You get to take a look from the outside um, and you basically buy a unit, win a unit, go in and hope to find gold um, in that unit or basically make more money on the contents of that unit than you actually paid um, at the auction for that unit. Very, very self-explanatory. Um, it's not anything that I've ever explored or anything that I think I will ever explore, but, you know, um, just giving you guys um, different ways to really invest in um, different things. Um, one that, uh, and the last one we're going to cover um, is life insurances um so this is this is an unknown area and very uncharted territory for a lot of people um but let's say um your granny or grandpa um has had a life insurance policy for 50 years and you know they really need monies to uh, renovate their house or buy another vehicle or um, they're really sick and they need an operation and they don't have the money to do so. Um, well, there are companies out there that will buy their life insurance policies that they've been paying into. Uh, let's say they had a $100,000 life insurance policy. Well, that company will come to you and say, well, hey, we'll buy that policy from you for the value of the policy. 
which may be $60,000, $70,000 at the time, um, and they would be the owners of that policy. They would be the owners of the death benefit on that policy. So if your granny or grandpa um, passes um, in the next two, three, four, five, ten years, um, that payout will go directly to that company. Um, so they gave you sixty, seventy thousand dollars. Once the death benefit is paid, it goes directly to them. Um, they would get that full one hundred thousand um, dollars, and they basically made about thirty to forty thousand dollars off of buying that life insurance policy. Um, you got the immediate benefit because you were able to take care of the financial, um, the financial strains or uh, financial duties that you had to take care of at the time. Um, and they are satisfied on the back end. It's basically the long game um, for them. Um, no, we don't want, you know, your granny, your grandpa to pass, you know, immediately after they sell their policy. Um, but those companies do because the faster that um, a death actually occurs, uh, the faster they can actually uh, get paid. Um, now, that's all I have. And I wanted to end this episode by saying I am not by far a financial um, financial consultant or professional before you make any decisions about what you want to invest in. I do suggest that you contact a financial professional and or a um, certified public um, accountant you know, making sure that everything is accounted for. If you have a lawyer, you know, you want to make sure that everything that you do concerning your hard-earned money goes through the proper channels before you actually um, invest those monies. Um, so, question is, what's best for me? What's best for you? Well, you have to make that decision. Um, you have to decide whether you want to be in an investment for the long term, for the short term, you have to determine whether you want to be hands-on, whether you want to be hands-off, whether you just want to put your money somewhere and somebody handle it for you. You have to make that decision for yourself. Um, it was just my job or, or my prerogative to provide you with a couple of different options, both you know common and alternative, um, to kind of put something on your mind as far as investing. Um, once again, this has been James. This is the Onyx Gems podcast. Please like, uh, please like, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, I know that there's something that someone other than you needs to hear on this podcast. I hope you got something from it. Um, and I will see you guys.